The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We are waiting for the details. What is going to be next in the COVID 19 restrictions for Albertans? What do you want? What are you hoping to hear today? What are you hoping not to? to hear today, Chadville. Let me know at 780-496-0063. Originally, we had been told that there was going to be a late morning news conference, um, but we've now heard that Cabinet sat until almost midnight last night, and as a result, the news conference now scheduled for 4.30 this afternoon. We've been told, quote, that such announcements um, are incredibly complex, and uh, especially given the potential of uh, the uh, measures that are being considered. So that's why it was moved to 4.30. You'll hear it here in its entirety at 4.30. Dr. Dina Hinshaw will be joined by Premier Kenny. Health Minister Tyler Shandro and Dr. Verna Yu, the uh, President and Chief Executive Officer of Alberta Health Services. So what will the announcements be? Well, no clues were given up when Dr. Hinshaw spoke to us at this time yesterday. There's no one single way through this pandemic and the decisions around COVID-19 restrictions are very challenging. My role is to provide advice and recommendations and the role of elected officials is to make decisions on those policy uh, options and there will be more information available tomorrow. Um, and those that more information in just a couple of hours. So she remained tight-lipped and stressed her job is to provide advice. She was asked a second time during that news conference yesterday about potential measures and if they might target non-essential businesses or maybe similar measures to what was announced just a couple of weeks ago. Again, nothing. There are a variety of options for consideration and the uh, decision making, of course, as I mentioned, is not easy. It will be up to elected officials to make a determination about what policy options they will choose. Uh, And my role, again, is simply to provide recommendations. All right, so that was Dr. Hinshaw from yesterday. We will find out what uh, those recommendations are going to be, which ones that uh, the, 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 the Cabinet Committee decided to move ahead with coming up in about two and a half hours. So yesterday, Alberta reported 1,549 new cases of COVID-19 and five new deaths from the disease. There were 328 people in hospital with COVID-19, 62 of those being treated in intensive care province-wide, 13,166 active cases of COVID-19 in Alberta, the majority in the Edmonton and Calgary zones. And I can tell you that's the most number of active cases anywhere in the country. Microbiologist and host of the Super Awesome Science Show, author of The Germ Code and The Germ Files, Jason Tetro joins us this afternoon. Hey, Hey, Jason. Jason. Hello there. It's nice to talk with you again. I I wish we weren't having to have this conversation looking at potential new restrictions uh, here being announced in the next couple of hours. I mean, we'd heard a lot of talk over the past couple of weeks about circuit breakers, uh, a two-week shutdown, possibly even a longer one. If you, and I'm just going to ask you to speculate a little bit, Jason, what are you expecting to hear today or what, and what do you want to hear today? Well, I mean, what I'm expecting and what I would like to hear are going to be two very different things. We're going to hear a lot of finger wagging 
um, when it comes to blaming people for not taking responsibility for themselves. After all, that is the basis for the government that we currently have. They want you to be responsible for who you are so that they don't have to infringe upon your rights. That's the way it works here. And the problem is that people are not doing that. And so now the government is in a really hard position of trying to figure out how they're going to be able to reduce the spread, but also maintain that sort of um, independence of, of self. And it's just such a challenge, too, and I know that they're trying to juggle with the economy as well, and nobody wants to see any more damage to the economy, and I'm not sure how we do that if we have uh, another shutdown, something like that, if we, we have more businesses is having to, to close down. I know that there are some that would say, hey, in the long run, this will get uh, businesses back running up stronger because we can get those numbers down. But boy, what a juggling, a, a juggling act it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you have to understand something. Remember how we all were talking about South Korea as being like the best place on earth because they managed to not have any problems no lockdowns Mm -hmm. they're having the same problem that we're having they're actually just about three and a half weeks behind us and so they're now starting to see the 20s and the 30s spreading the virus amongst themselves and they're just waiting for that moment where it's going to start spreading into other age groups like we're starting to see right now so this isn't something that's specific to alberta or canada this is happening all over the place 20 to 30 20s and 30s just simply don't like listening to rules it's as simple as that So what we need to do is we need to figure out how we're going to shut them down without having to shut down the entire economy. Uh, you know what, Jason? I've been, and every day I get uh, I get questions and saying, "Hey, you know what? I, I what I, I can't understand is why the numbers have gone up when people when there's the the mask rules in place mm-hmm. in in places like Edmonton and Calgary. People are like, it, it it goes to show that the masks aren't working. Can you expand on that and and maybe? you know, expand why masks are an important part of this this puzzle? Yeah, okay. So if we go back to South Korea or even to what Dr. Hinshaw has been saying, remember how she's been saying it's been sort of undetected community spread as being the real major problem that we're seeing? Well, undetected community spread basically means people are getting together, taking their masks off and having a good time. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what we're seeing. So the reality is that while it does seem to be going into an exponential phase and starting to run out of control, we would be in a much worse position at this point if we didn't have the mask mandate for for, for basically what we're going through at the moment. And I think what's going to have to happen at this stage is either we're going to have to figure out how we're going to be able to start reducing the chances for any of that community spread. And this is where the idea of the circuit breaker comes in. But it's going to be much longer than two weeks. It's going to be a month. Um, Or what we have to start doing is being more aware of the people that we're around and making sure that we're using the peer pressure that we need to make sure that they stay in their sort of quote-unquote echo chamber of spread and doesn't affect the rest of us. Unfortunately, neither has happened, and we're starting to see that dispersion or spillover into the other age groups in people who simply don't have the immune system to be able to prevent severe infection. That's why we're seeing what we're seeing right now. It's that simple. 
Jason Tetro joining me this afternoon. We're a couple hours away from hearing that news conference with the Premier, the Health Minister, the uh, Chief Medical Officer of Health, and the Head of Alberta Health Services about potential new restrictions being put in place in Alberta. Uh, Jason Tetro, again, is a microbiologist, He's and he is the host of the Super Awesome Science Show. Uh, Jason, just a couple of texts coming in from my listeners, which I, I just want to get to. And Mark uh, texted in this afternoon, and he said, Jay, at what time do we grow up and realize what we are doing is not working? At what point do we talk about why what we are doing is not working? At what point, in big letters, he says. I think we're talking about that right now. Um, but And then someone else, um, to follow up on that, I wanted to read you another text because there are this is Shane from Nisku and uh, he says Danielle Smith said this morning that there is evidence of certain demographic groups being hugely overrepresented in cases of COVID here in Alberta until we actually deal with this pandemic from an epidemiological perspective nothing will get better the government knows that blanket restrictions won't address the problem that predominantly exists in Calgary and Edmonton your guest is way off base by implying that this is from people taking their masks off and having a good time masks don't prevent the disease this is beyond debate and I'm tired of people abandoning the principles of pandemic response in the name of political correctness that's interesting because what I said is actually the epidemiological perspective that it's one age group that has been doing the majority of the cases and then you have what is epidemiologically known as dispersion or some people like to call it spillover into the lar- uh, to the older age categories. So in that sense, everything I'm talking about is an epidemiological perspective. Where it's getting problematic is the fact that if when you are having these community get-togethers where people are not wearing masks and then you have this type of spread, that's when you start realizing that, okay, this can be sort of a nucleus to having larger amounts of spread everywhere else. Now, we heard about South Korea where that happened with one woman who actually created an entire super spreading outbreak. And we also heard about it in uh, the United States where they had a wedding and actually seven people ended up dying. But the thing is, is not one of them actually went to the wedding. So the reality is that if we want to start going um, towards, I guess, a personal responsibility perspective, that's where the peer pressure has to come in. So, yeah, I guess my question then is, Jason, if what we're doing and what Mark had said, if what we're doing isn't working and we we can look at those age groups where we're seeing a lot of that spread, what do we need to do in that area? Like, what has to happen? Well, um, much like we're seeing in places like South Korea, what you have to do is you have to identify the environments where they are hanging out and getting together and then finding ways to be able to restrict those um, places from allowing those gatherings. And curfews, while they are nice, and they actually do work, by the way, um, it's still not necessarily going to be enough. Um, And I guess that is where it comes down to the idea of um, human rights and privacy versus the idea of trying to prevent a pandemic. This is is really where we get to, and we're here now, which is what we basically would call the halfway point of the pandemic. Let's talk about that, the pandemic math. What can we expect? Uh, As you said, halfway point, what does that mean and what is next? So the halfway point means that all the efforts that we have been trying up until this point have essentially been exhausted. 
whether it be through a fatigue or whether it just simply be to the fact that we're having more of a population deciding to um, sort of contravene um, the guidelines to be able to prevent it from spreading. And then when you get to that point, you really are at the fulcrum of a balance where how many people are going to want to just say to heck with this and how many people are going to be wanting to say well we have to keep following through with this now in the past this would actually end up leading to many many months of really bad numbers unfortunately lots of people losing their lives all of that type of thing and then it just kind of keeps going until it burns itself out that's what you saw the cholera that's what you saw a plague even smallpox now we have the ability to be able to sort of halt that with a vaccine and so the vaccine is going to be coming in And probably it'll be around January, February that we're going to start seeing it here. We're probably not going to have a much wider um, ring until probably about the spring. And the way that I see it is that, well, we're about 260 days into the, 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 you know, pandemic that it is. And we've probably got another 260 or more to go. So I'm thinking around middle to late August, although, you know, a lot of people might are saying, well, probably August 11th to 13th is when we may actually see the end of this pandemic being called by the World Health Organization. Really, they could put a date on it that far out. Well, I mean, again, that's the problem, is that everybody thinks this is new. Everybody thinks that this is unprecedented. (laughs) It's not. Uh, You can go back to 542 AD, back in Constantinople. They're going through the same thing we're going through. Well, they went through. So when we talk about this vaccine, you talk about January, February, March. We heard uh, the Prime Minister saying earlier today that the lack of vaccine production facilities in Canada will mean that we will likely receive the vaccine after countries like Germany and the UK, um, you know, places that have these vaccine these vaccine facilities. So I, I'm wondering if that those numbers might be pushed even a little bit further. And then we look about distribution and the doses and how many are going to be out there. Um, What are you expecting when that time comes about how that is going to to roll out? Well, I'm hoping that the rollout is going to be a little bit more um, coordinated than it was back in uh, 2009 when the swine flu or H1N1 pandemic virus uh, vaccine came out because then it was just lineups after lineups after lineups. We're going to have several different versions of this particular vaccine and that's going to give us an opportunity to be able to really tear out the way that it's going to um, be delivered to Canadians and I think in that sense and again I can't tell you what that's going to be because they're having those discussions right now but I'm hoping that we'll probably have a fairly decent number of people protected by May to June and then it would be fall of next year sort of after the pandemic has kind of been over that we're going to have the opportunity for everybody to get vaccinated along with the next year's flu season because even though we have no flu season right now when COVID disappears it'll come back. It'll be back. Jason Tetro joining us this afternoon. Jason, always great to talk with you. Thanks for this. Hey, it was a pleasure. Take care. Yeah, yeah, you too. Uh, you can uh, check out the Super Awesome Science Show wherever you get your podcasts. So some of your texts coming in this afternoon, I asked you, what do you want to see? What do you want to hear from the province? What do you want to see the province do at this point? And the first question came in is like, Jalen, what do you think is going to happen today? I honestly don't know. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they do put uh, a province-wide mask mandate in place. I think that would be um, um, one of the the things that um, would be palatable. 
and I know for some of you it, it's not going to be, but I think province-wide. Other, I, I honestly don't know because I think we have seen that this government is is uh, has been really loath to uh, to put in any more restrictions over the past number of months. Ryan, not in the dozer, says if they announce that most small businesses will shut down and the big stores are allowed open, there's going to be riots in the streets. Lance from Leduc says the Premier must think Albertans are idiots, always making excuses about why they haven't made more measures, yet every other province doesn't have these same issues or excuses. It is weird. This text this afternoon says, Jay Lynn, genuine leadership. Genuine leadership is what I am looking for today, something we've been lacking. Preferably a lockdown of some time frame, but I'm not holding my breath that our Premier will do that. And this text is is so real, and and this is what so many people right now are are living with, and they're they're worried about. And it says, Jay, financially as a small business owner, I dread another lockdown. However, what I'm hoping for today from my government is strong, decisive leadership that will enable all of us as a province to deal with this pandemic effectively.